Blog Talk Radio. Hello again, and welcome to the Master's Voice. I am Celestial, and you are welcome to this channel. The Master's Voice has mirror channels on Rumble, BitChute, and Brighton, so be sure to check those out. You can find them by looking in the drop-down menu, which is just below the name of the channel. After every single video, there's a blurb underneath that tells you what the video is about. There's, um, there's links to go back to the main blog, the Master's Voice Prophecy blog, and then at the very bottom you'll see... Um, all the information about alternate channels because the alternate channels are where certain videos are hosted. You can't get those videos here anymore for obvious reasons because YouTube is really tightening the net on what we can talk about. YouTube is beginning to and has been for quite some time severely restricting speech. So it's not everything that I'm able to speak about here freely, but everything that God wants you to know has been captured here, I would say about 95%, and you can find the other 5%, about 26 or 27 prophecies concerning 2020, concerning what went on in 2020. What was it exactly? What was it that the entire world was asked and then coerced and then forced and then threatened to participate in? What was that that has disrupted the way of living that we know. Why was it done? Where is it heading? What were the outcomes from it? And what did God have to say about it? Those videos can be found on my medical playlist on Rumble, Bitchute, and Brighton. But today, I'm going to be covering a well-worn theme here on the Master's Voice. This is, I would say, the central theme of this work. It talks about war that is going to come to America, civil war, and the rise of military, military state, a military state in the United States. So we know that America is famously tagged as land of the free and the home of the brave. This is the tagline that goes along with the Star Spangled, and every child is told these things from the cradle, that America is um, the freedom fighter of the world, that America is the home, the cradle of democracy, that America will go out there as the white knight and defend injustices far and wide. But is this true? Is this true? Can this be proven to be historically true, at least in the last 50 to 60 years? Who has been the chief instigator of wars around the world? Who has caused the loss of life of hundreds of thousands of people and the various female secretaries of state have come out and said, well, we see it as collateral. Isn't it interesting that thousands and thousands of thousands of people and their children have been bombed out of existence in Vietnam and here people watch this on CNN or they watch nostalgic reviews of these things because history is written by the victor. But History does not stay written that way in heaven. The final hour, that is the final estimation of all America's actions, has been taken by God. And his estimation is that America is guilty of heinous crimes against other nations. No matter how many Hollywood movies are made here to depict it otherwise, this country is guilty of a lot of sin against others. 
and the end that the Lord has pronounced. Please understand, this is not a suggestion. This is God's final prophetic utterance towards the United States that is not going to change or go away. God's estimation is very simple. It is out of his law, and it is that, as you have done to others, so will it be done to you. Today's prophecy came in parts because I had several dreams. Each dream was its own part, and there is only one part that is going to be made separately because the Lord said to make that prophecy separately, and that is concerning the worldwide queen of music and pop Beyonce. She will get her own prophecy separately because the Lord said not to blend it here, even though it is part of the dreams that I had in one night. Today's prophecy is called War Civil War and the America, the American military state, February 24th, 2023. And so I will go to the second dream. After I'd woken up from the first dream that I had about Beyonce and I fell asleep again, I dreamt that I was supposed to go to a very important school dance, but my mother didn't want me going. And so I was at home um, getting ready to go to this school dance. And my mom went and sat herself in the living room to act as a gatekeeper because then from that place she could see all exits, front door, back door. I wouldn't be able to get out of the house without passing by her. So I didn't know she was doing this. So when I was ready, I just came through and I popped my head in to say, you know, I'm on my way now. And then she said, um, no, it's not time for you to go yet. And I, I I tried to reason with her. I was like, mom, you, I told you about this event already. I told you that this is very important and it actually started an hour ago at 8 p.m. and it's now past nine and I have to be there. And she was she was so frustrated and she kept saying to me, don't go, please. I don't want you to go. But I replied, mom, it's important. I have to be there. I have to go. And so we're going back and forth, back and forth. And then the clock got to 9-11. And then when the clock hit 9-11, it stopped. So it, it stopped at 9-11. And then the numbers began to get very big and come off of the clock. So it was a digital clock with numbers in red. The clock began to blink, 9-11, 9-11, 9-11. And then the numbers got very much bigger than the clock and came off the clock and then began to come towards me in the dream like this, 9-11, 9-11. And even though I was sleeping, I said, oh, no, I've been seeing this same 9-11 everywhere just like this. And then I woke up from the dream. And so the part of the dream that is speaking of my family, I will not really go into it because I already have the understanding of what it is. People act as if I am a fresh mango that fell off a tree somewhere and don't have family. But I know that the Lord was showing me that as I continue to carry out my calling as his mouthpiece, as I continue to fulfill and stand and speak the words that the Lord has put in my mouth, they will cover some very dangerous things. They will cover things that nobody who brings a daughter in this world wants their child to be involved in because they know what this country is like and they know what this nation does to whosoever speaks the truth and comes against the narratives, the mind games, the psyops, the lies that have been put forward for longer than my lifetime. Such mind games and psyops and lies that its people at large 
seem to love and even take comfort in. America takes comfort in the ideology of her righteousness, which in reality does not exist. She covers herself with a false sense of security that she is God's own, when in truth, the nation is being rebuked from foreign seas as the false nation that it is, a nation that assumes righteousness and yet its walls are broken down. Its morality falls flat on so many issues and yet wants to stand at global podiums and tell other people how to live. I know that God was showing me that even if those who love me worry, I am supposed to stand and say what the Lord is telling me to say. And so concerning this 9-11, as soon as I woke up from this second dream, the Lord spoke and he said that America will have a 9-11 event. He said it will be another devastating attack. And he said that no external force will do this. His exact words, when you see this event, it is America doing it to traumatize America once more. Most people are not aware that the first 9-11 was a sacrifice and a ritual, a terrible blow on America's consciousness and the most effective means of sowing insecurity, fear, weakness, and xenophobia. That is the hatred of other nations, the hatred of other cultures, suspicion, feeling justified in suspecting someone just because they're a different ethnicity to you. And usually certain ethnicities have been singled out for this xenophobia, such as Asians and Arabs. Xenophobia, the Lord says, that has ever been done in this nation. Now, at this time, I will pause. I'm not sure if I should integrate into this message, but I think I will. Several other messages. When the Lord says another 9-11 attack, another devastating um, event, I have about three prophecies to that vein. So we might be thinking, well, Celestial, where is this going to be? Is this going to be Florida? Is it going to be, you know, is it going to be um, on the East Coast? It is going to be on the West Coast. It is definitely going to be an East Coast attack because the Lord has already said multiple times that New York City is going to have another terror attack. He's already said that the place, the second 9-11 is going to take place, is exactly where the first 9-11 took place because he said that the consciousness of New Yorkers in particular is going, is going to be extremely bruised. He said it's going to be extremely traumatizing for New Yorkers because they are going to experience again the panic, the fear, the cluelessness, the terror, the terror, um, terrible feeling of not knowing what is going on. They're going to live through all that again. And God said that this is an internal false flag that is intended to usher in the beast system, which is also known by its other name, the new world final letter is a circle, and you know what that means. And so he says, having this done in the same place and to the same nation collectively is going to traumatize the nation. And God was showing me as I was up, just sleepy, but listening as he was bringing me into the understanding of this, the security measures that came into America, came into America largely on the back of the opportunity that the first 911 gave 
the nation, the nation's leaders, to implement things that the people would never accept on a good day. So on a good day, Americans know their rights. They know the different amendments. They know what they can and cannot do, free speech and the right to uh, movement and the right to have your whippersnapper, your uh, weapon of protection. People know their rights. Even if they're not fluent in the rights, people know what they can and cannot do, and people know what's guaranteed by the Constitution. They know that they have the right to call a lawyer. They know that they have the right to ask the, the police to show badge numbers and identification and things like that. And so they would never naturally agree to certain erosions of the rights that protect their person, protect their property, and protect protect their civil liberties, unless there is what is called a mitigating factor or an overwhelming reason. A mitigating factor is, I would always do this. Consistently, I would choose this. But in certain circumstances where the, the, the landscape has greatly changed and I don't know what's going on, I can easily be persuaded to change my choice to this, even though when I'm secure, when I'm in comfort, when I'm dwelling in certainty and I've got both hands on the driver's wheel, I would never choose this in a million years. What's this? This is being able to search backpacks at the Staten Island Ferry, to just walk around the MTA and say, can we take a look in that bag, ma'am? To stop people on the street and frisk them, to stop them and call it a routine traffic stop and then end up shooting them somehow in that encounter and making it their fault when they're already dead. When we're in this realm, things from this realm don't happen. But when this realm is struck a terrible blow so that it shakes, or in some cases, as 9-11 was, because it was such a blow, it breaks. You are able to craft a new world here. And that is what they did the first time. But now we're going to take the world that's here, and we're going to move it here. The world that was originally here is off camera. It is now dead. You can be stopped and frisked, and it will not be called any kind of profiling. It will be called national security. We live in a world where, especially in a city like this, as you walk around and you are in various public spaces, you constantly hear, if you see something, say something. Call an MTA officer, or just call a normal officer, or just call and tell us what you have observed. We are already conditioned to think that we're supposed to be walking around making it our business to spy on one another and call it up and see I, see, I see a person walking their dog and they look suspicious. I see a person that I feel should not be in this building. And so I'm just calling it in. We're already getting geared up into that world that is going to merge seamlessly into the coming social credit system world. And so that old world of mind your business and be a good citizen when you have to it died on the back of 9-11. And the world that was here, the world nobody would choose of taking off your shoes at the airport and basically being stripped down and walking through that little radiation portal all the time to make sure that you're not an aisle this or an aisle that or uh, a terrorist in the making being scanned with infrared radiation to see, are you sweating too much? Could you be planning to do something? The way the TSA can just grab people by their arms and their legs and unceremoniously take men and women off flights as if they are bundles of dirty laundry. These things were inconceivable 
maybe 20, 30 years ago. But 9-11 changed all that. So that world, the world called A world, is now off camera. And B world that was here, that nobody would choose, is now here. This is not enough for the architects of destruction. And so God is letting us know that there is a final world coming. World C, the world of transhumanism, the world where you will own nothing and be happy, the world of smart cities, the world of green cities, the world of 12-minute cities. A smart city means that everything in that world, your fridge, your door, the doorknob, your smartwatch, everything will be tech. They will tell you that it's going to be tech-friendly, but actually it's only friendly to the leadership. It is there to monitor you. It is there to check your body temperature and check your facial movement to see she is 96% telling the truth and 4% keeping a lie behind her heart. Question her deeper. That's what the smart city will do. It will be presented as convenience, but actually it's a very well-decorated and smoothly set up rat trap for what is coming next. After the smart city, you will get the green city. We're already starting to experience this. We're being told that it's greener to not use certain types of fuels, and that's the big debate in the world today. But really, because they want to switch to energy that is not of this world. Yes, look at me now and roll your eyes. And then later, when your power is being provided by a fairy or a green stone that you will be told, we're just going to plug this into the house and it will keep everything running for about three years. You don't know where that stone came from. You don't know if it's actually Krypton, that Krypton um, that Superman used to die from or whatever. But when these other alt texts show up, we will be told that that is the green way to live. However, the road to green is difficult because we have been living a certain way for a long time. And so power costs will keep getting higher and higher, and you will start to see storms in the teacup, like could your gas stove kill you? We know that you've been using it for 600,000 years, but could it kill you now? Let's all transition to this other greener stove. You're going to constantly see these things in the news. And this is why Christians need to calm themselves and root themselves in an understanding that is deeper, that is deeper than just following news blurbs. Oh, this is fulfilling. That is fulfilling. I always say to people, when things are fulfilling, you will never need to tell me because each and every single one of us will know at the same time that the Lord's words are coming to pass. Smart cities. Green cities, short cities, this is the locational limitations that will come with these new kinds of cities. We don't want you to travel too far out because it's not energy wise. Your car is contributing to carbon tax and this and that. They don't want you going too far from the home. It will be exactly the way people put a long leash on the dog and the dog can go certain amounts of space in the yard but he can't get outside the fence. This is the life, this is the world conceived ahead for us. But in order to bring world C to replace world B, because people are already at breaking point. People already get irritated at the airports with these long TSA lines. People already are showing frustration. People are bringing lawsuits. People are saying, how come that I coughed three times and now I'm on the no-fly list for the rest of my life? 
and things like that. 9-11 took away a lot of rights, but people willingly ceded those rights because they were afraid at the time. But it's been 20 years. People are not afraid anymore. This is why they constantly say, remember, America remembers. America is being asked to remember not so much for honoring what took place before. We're being asked to remember so that it stays at the forefront of the collective consciousness so that we don't forget. And the day it happens again, that old memory will be fresh and come racing back to the front. And this time when they say, we want to scan your pupils for you to enter the supermarket and buy food, we'll be like, uh-huh, because my pupil will pass the test, but the pupil of the evil people who did this will be caught and then we go into the world of retina scans, palm scans, things that I have already discussed in detail by God's mercy. Not because I read tech magazines, but because I have actually seen and dreamt and seen myself in that time. And that time is not some 50, 50 years ago. Please understand the pride, the pride of the ones who are doing this. They don't have 50-year lifespans. Christians, this is how you should think. If you're in some delusion that, oh, no, this is for my children's children. No, the people who are doing this are doing it so that they can enter into their fat-free, meat-free, smoke-free, carbon-free utopia. The carbon that they're talking about removing is we are carbon-based organisms almost 99% combustible in fire. When they say they're reducing carbon, they absolutely mean it, just not how we think. They don't have 50 years. All these people are getting quite up there in years. They fully intend to live in their electric car, fancy world. So they, they don't have 50 years for this to come to pass. Just a moment, please. They are working on it now, day and night. They are committed, and they are going to see to it by all their power and all their strength that they bring it to pass. And this is why the Church of Jesus Christ needs to strengthen itself in the Lord, because by the power of our God, his power, his might, is the only way that we can stand. The security measures forced in America after the first 9-11 were a dictator's dream. Search and seizure without a warrant, stop and frisk, increase of metal detectors, strip searches by the police for very small things as a means of intimidation and humiliation, excessive reliance on guns, and a steep rise in the overuse of force by law enforcement. Shoot first and ask questions later. The no-fly list exploded as citizens are now being dragged off of flights for very tiny things. The power of the air marshals and even common stewardesses now to humble and insult the people who pay their salaries is off the charts. Most of all, even the public institutions have an unhealthy amount of control. They have the right to require further information, invade your privacy, and there is overall in the United States now and in many countries that follow her example, a big brother oversight over people. Civil rights were highly contained. And since then, the parameters have only gotten tighter as each new administration remembers 
traumatizing the minds of Americans and reminding us constantly why we need their protection and need to maintain the, the, the level of overall control and military armament that we have now. Since 9-11, America has increased its wars, its foreign aggression, aggression, its political rhetoric, and has protected us, for they say that they serve and protect, and they have protected us right into the net of the NSA, the CIA, the FBI, the CDC, among many others. We are living in a literal spy nation where the government gives itself, I didn't say asks for, gives itself access to monitor everything down to your phone conversation and your shopping habits. And this is where big media, Facebook, Instagram, and all the other places you have given your thumbprint, eye print, and your full name and address, this is where they feed in. America consented after 9-11 to a highly xenophobic war because of the fear and the propaganda that followed this event. But the Lord said that after this new one that's coming, fear and propaganda will be ramped up to breaking point. So we can expect to see things like increased tracking and tracing after this. And the rollout of this thing that I was talking about several times last year called the real ID. You can expect to see lockdowns coming back. You can expect to see more frequent use of emergency measures, expanded powers for the White House, CDC, FEMA, the police, military, and anyone else who serves in any arm of government. The Lord says that it will be a system now of rule by decree. So we have the executive, and there's a process where you have to take things to the House and Congress, but all of that will be rolled out the window, and we will be back in the emergency measures lifestyle of 2020, where a law can be passed and kept in place indefinitely simply by a very small group of people determining that the need for that law still exists. So because it's an emergency measure, you can't go and debate it, and you can't bring it to Congress and say it's illegal because they will simply say it's in place because we are in a state of emergency. The Lord said that foreigners will be highly disgusted when they see how America is going to change. And this is what God said, expect to see the U.S. military out in the streets in full force as the order of the day. This means daily life. People in other countries are used to seeing the police on the street, especially if there's been a coup, especially if it's an unstable nation. People eventually get used to seeing their army out with weapons, and the children just get used to seeing weapons right in front of them. Americans are not used to that. Americans are not used to seeing police, army, SWAT, National Guard, special forces, whoever they are. I've always said that I do not know much about these things because it's just not my area. But what I'm trying to say is the section of this country that has the right to wield force within reason. Usually the soldiers will go off to war and you don't actually know any military unless they're your family or you work on the base or you are affiliated with the army, the navy, the air force in some way. But to see these people outside as a matter of course, to see them outside with their heavy armored vehicles, to see them outside maybe with tanks. One day, as God said, tanks will roll down the street of America as if this were Tiananmen Square. Please hear it. I'm not here prophesying to people about buying Shiba coin. I'm here talking about real things that are going to affect families, lives, that are going to affect 
that pacemaker that someone might have, your blood pressure, your cholesterol. I'm talking about things that will touch us in the skin, serious things that God wants the church to know because the church is going to be here for all of this. God is not taking anyone away just because war is coming to America. So the Lord says that we will see them out with their guns visible in full uniform and they will be ramping up the intimidations. This is speaking roughly to people. This is stopping you for no reason and just detaining you for 20 minutes. And you will think, at least the young people will, they will think that all the woke TikTok videos they've been watching, officer, what's your name? Officer, am I being detained? Am I being detained? Those dudes will tell you yes and book you for absolutely nothing. You will not have the right to call a lawyer. And if they want to keep you for two weeks unwashed in a cell, crying and thinking about your parents, they will. They will say that they're keeping you for the sake of national security. And national security, as we know, is more important than your tears. So all the stuff that people think, oh, we're getting this information, we're ready, and we're amped up, it needs to penetrate into someone's mind today that you are not prepared adequately, mentally, and emotionally, probably, for a world where you have no right. This is, this is the dissonance that I find. This is the dissonance that I meet the most. People really think that because America has always been one way, it's going to stay that way and there's going to be this static freezing up. I know my rights. You can know all the rights in the world. I just don't know if you are prepared, everyone who watches these videos, to enter into a world where the rights you know have been abrogated and they don't mean anything anymore. Your lawyer on speed dial doesn't mean anything anymore. He may not be granted access to you. You will just be held without bail, without trial, indefinitely. I've spoken of an America coming where people were literally deleted out of society and we were never told. This person has been executed for speaking against the state. Not only did we wipe out their little online armed bank account and take all their credits for treason, we shot them too without trial. We shot them because the Office of Citizens Affairs determined that they were a threat to the general well-being and peace of our utopia society. We were never told that people had been killed. I stated clearly that in the world, in the America coming, people will be taken away and their status will be called pending. They will simply appear in the national database as pending. You could go and look up your child thinking, at least if I could see an obituary, if I could just see an obituary, I'll feel that you will see your son's name, your wife's name, your husband's name, maybe your name written pending forever and ever and ever. It will never be updated to dead. We all knew in that time pending meant dead. It was never said because it was a sanitized society of rainbows, unicorns, and death. And nobody used scary bad words anymore. They just did scary bad things that everybody knew about and nobody ever said anything about, ever. That is what the beast system is going to be like. People think I'm just speaking futuristic TV. She watched this. I didn't watch this. There is a screen with me and I don't get to decide what goes on that screen. God shows it to me and it will be like that. And God is always telling me not everybody will even live that long to see what I'm talking about on this channel. 
The Lord said that the American war machine will be made fully visible to citizens. And he said that we will see for the first time what other people in other countries have always been seen when America goes over there to fight wars with them and to occupy them. The beast system will rely on this internal 9-11 as the perfect reason to swoop in and establish a completely different America than we've ever seen. Extreme security measures are necessary for national security. That is what we will be told. Whoever refuses to agree to agree with this. So now I'm talking to the coalition of lawyers who will start that you can't do this and we're going to do a class action lawsuit. Well, your lawsuit will also be pending because the Lord says that whoever stands to start resisting this stuff will be tagged. Whether they will tag people publicly, I don't think so, but they will be tagged as, tagged as enemies of the state. And in fact, this is where the tension between the American people and their own government is going to grow from. This thing is going to introduce new IDs, a new system of fingerprinting, palm printing, multiple layers of security. I'm going to stop here for just a moment. Those of you who have laptops, you have phones, and you have maybe um, accounts where you buy slightly more upmarket things like slightly more expensive phones and things like that. You may have noticed in the last three to four years something called two-factor authentication. Um, and they're saying that we want to make sure it's you. We know that you've had this email for 16 years, but now we want to make it safer. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Praise your name, Jesus. Praise your name, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise your name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, God is so good. God is so good. Hallelujah. 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 Welcome to the Lord's Hour, brothers and sisters. May God bless you. Hallelujah. Praise your name, Jesus. Praise your name. I'm just seeing if you, if you, if people can hear me. Praise God. Praise your name, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Just testing, testing here. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I got my headphones here. Praise your name. Praise your name, Jesus. Praise your name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise your name, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise your name, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise your name, Jesus. Praise your name. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father. Oh, Lord, every time from every type of sin that I committed against you since the day, Lord Jesus, that I was born until this day in the last second of the rapture. Forgive me, Lord. Forgive me, Jesus. Hallelujah. Cleanse me, Jesus, from all unrighteousness. Keep me clean, Lord. Cleanse me with your mighty, mighty blood and everyone who's listening to you, Lord. Forgive us all, Lord Jesus, for all of our sins. Protect us, Lord Jesus, with your holy blood. Hallelujah. Cleanse us, Lord. Cleanse us. Purify us. 
praise your name, Jesus. Hallelujah. Okay. Sounds, sounds clear. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Heavenly Father, I pray that you will send me angels. Hallelujah, from your holy throne to back me up. Holy Spirit, take charge of my protection. Holy Spirit, hallelujah. Take charge of my protection and my family and everyone who's listening in the Lord's hour. Hallelujah. Welcome to the Lord's hour. Welcome to the Lord's hour, my brothers and sisters. May God bless you, everyone who is in who is in the um, on the phones, on computers, in the air. May God bless you, archives. May God bless you, and thank you for being here. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Hallelujah. Oh Lord, I praise your name. I praise your name. Welcome, Holy Spirit. Welcome to this place. Hallelujah. Welcome, Jesus. Thank you, Father God. Thank you. Hallelujah. Clear the atmosphere, Lord Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus, hallelujah. I bind every evil spirit from north, south, east, west, up and down. Right now, in the mighty name of Jesus. I bind them all in Jesus' name and break their powers by the blood of Jesus and send them all to the pit of hell in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, come down with fire and power all over this place. Fire and power all over this place. Fire and power. Fire and power all over this place. Hallelujah. 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 Holy Spirit, come down with fire and power. I bind every evil spirit. I command them to come out, out in the mighty name of Jesus. And I bind them all in Jesus' name, break their powers by the blood of Jesus, and send them all to the pit of hell in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for protecting us, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Clean the area, Lord Jesus. Clean the atmosphere, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Yeshua HaMashiach. Oh, Lord, minister to your people tonight. This is all about you, all the glory and the honor to you, Jesus. Minister to your people tonight, Holy Spirit. Oh, Holy Spirit of God, I thank you for everything. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Thank you, Father God, and thank you for your presence. Thank you for your presence. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Holy Spirit, come down with fire and power. Fire and power, fire and power all over this place. Power all over this place. Burn them up, Holy Spirit. Burn them up, Holy Spirit. All those demons to be killed in the mighty name of Jesus. Oh, Father God, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. God is good. God is good. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 God is good. He's always good. He's always good. Hallelujah. Tonight, message, my brothers and sisters, 
Hallelujah. It's going to be about the flesh because we have a problem and a battle every day, and it's the flesh. It is the flesh, brothers and sisters, and we struggle with this. Every human being with the flesh. Romans 8, verse 6, help me, Jesus, and minister to your people tonight, Holy Spirit. I give you the glory and the honor to you, Jesus, and Holy Spirit. Touch your people tonight, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And give me words, Lord. Give me words, Lord Jesus. And touch my mouth that I will only speak, Lord, what is pleased, what is pleasing to you, Lord Jesus. Father God, in Jesus' name I pray. For to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. Hallelujah. I was talking and I was I was stood easier in the morning. Hallelujah. And the Holy Spirit was giving me words. And I was letting her know, you know, I'm going to bring this in the Lord's hour tonight. Hallelujah. Because he was giving me, it was so beautiful, so many, so so much knowledge and understanding why these people and why do we all struggle with the flesh. It's because it's the lack of prayer, it's the lack of fasting, but also you have to you have to dominate the flesh. You can't let the flesh dominate you. And that's the help. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit helps us in this area. Jesus helps us. Hallelujah. Praise your name, Jesus. Hallelujah. So Romans 8, 6 says the word of God. For to set the mind on the flesh is death. If you give to the flesh everything that is asking you, everything what the flesh is asking you, if you give it to the flesh, it will be death. Because the flesh desires the world. The flesh It's going to stay here. It belongs here on earth. But the soul and the spirit, when it gets out of this body, it goes where you, it's going to go where you have let the flesh do on earth. Let me explain this to you. If you gave to the flesh, let's say drinking, all the desires, envy, stealing, lying, cation, um, uh, killing, uh, wanting what it doesn't belong. In every manner, when the soul comes and the spirit out of your body, if that's what you gave to the 
flesh. And you let the flesh dominate you in this, in that area. All of that that I have mentioned. Then you have chosen your own destiny. That soul is going to go. There's heaven and hell. If you if the person doesn't repent and stop making those sins, that soul, unfortunately, can go to hell, can go to the Bali, can go to first heaven. God decides where that soul is going to go, and it's going to put it where you what what you were fitting the flesh on earth. Hello. For the set the mind for to set the mind on the flesh is death. That means hell. But to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. But if you set your mind On the spirit, it's going to be life and peace. You're going to have peace because you're not going to be giving what the flesh is asking for. Life is heaven. And if you gave to the flesh, reading the word God, okay? even if the flesh didn't like it. You were praying. You were fasting. And every time envy came, you stood away from that. And every time the temptation came to steal, you stood away from that. Time, someone that it was married and was trying to get you, you stood away. You walked away from that. And you were single and you were dedicating your life to Jesus. And you, hallelujah, were pleasing God. And you stay away from all this, fornication, from from everything what the flesh desires and everything what the flesh wants. The verse says, but to set the mind and the spirit is life and peace. So if you set your mind and dominate that flesh of yours by not giving it what the flesh wants, you will find life. You will go to heaven and you will have peace on earth. So very careful. This is that we need to do. See, God wants obedience, right? The greatest sacrifice was Jesus nailed on that cross. He defeated the flesh on that cross. And he obeyed. 
to the Father, and he was the greatest sacrifice. So you and me can make it to heaven. We are washed. Hallelujah. By his blood. Jesus already paid for all of us. Like the song says, Jesus paid it all, all him we Jesus paid all. If you are doing and committing some of those things that even the Word of God warns us and let us know not to do those words that I just mentioned, everything, envy, stealing, lying, killing, sorcery, adultery, fornication, and everything what the Lord warned us not to do, hallelujah, then you are you are going to go to heaven. You have dominated. You have put that flesh where it belongs. No. You are not giving the flesh what the flesh wants. You have to overcome. Everyone has a weakness in, different, in a different way. Your weakness is not my weakness. My weakness is not your weakness. Everyone has something that you have to overcome it. You have to overcome. And there is a process, but you have to overcome. And God is going to test you, and he's going to challenge you with your, with your weakness. And when the test comes, hallelujah, whatever it is that you say, you know, I just have to overcome this. This is not good. This is not good. This is not right, and God does not like this. Right? We all have a weakness. We have to overcome and then when that when when uh that test comes because see we have asked God some some of you and me for example I have asked God to purify my heart right to cleanse me some occasions Lord break me Lord Jesus empower my faith change me Lord I want to walk like you walk on earth, and I want to follow your commandments, and I want to follow your statutes, and I want to obey you, Lord. But then when it comes to this, when it comes, hallelujah, praise your name, Jesus, When this thorn comes your your way and you can't conquer that, you can't overcome that. That's not good and God does not get pleased for you not overcoming it. 
The flesh is the battle. But Jesus defeated the flesh. You have to defeat the flesh too. Now, the flesh, hallelujah, is the temple also of the Holy Spirit. We have within us, we have the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit helps us with this flesh. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. Romans 8.8. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. I don't know what you're doing with your flesh. You might be pleasing God or you might not be pleasing God. And I'm just talking, I'm letting you know, so you can put this in your, in, 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 you, can, you can think about this. What are the things that are very difficult for me to overcome it? What is it? And you already know what it is. You know what it is. Nobody can tell you, you know what it is. Think about that. That is what we have to, that is what you have to overcome. All of us have to overcome our weakness. Some people can be, you know, for example, I'm going to give you examples. Let's say that you cannot admit your mistakes. You cannot accept that you did something wrong. In your marriage, you know, you're fighting, and you're not accepting and admitting to your husband or your wife the mistake that you have done or the mistake that you're doing Whatever you're doing, that is not pleasing either a wife and a husband. And every time a problem comes, and the test comes, you can't overcome that. Let's say you can never say. You know, I am so sorry I said that. I apologize. I I admit it. I know that I did something something wrong. Uh, I I did messed messed that up. I I just I am so sorry. I'm sorry. I said it, or I did it, and it's it wasn't right. Could you please forgive me? I am sorry. That is humility. But also accepting that, you have to break the pride. And now pride is another is another one. It's a sin that does not please God. So if your pride is too much, too big, you will never talk like that. 
And that is why people ended up getting divorced. Not even psychologists can help you because, of course, only God can help you in that manner. Let's say that is your weakness. Let's say that's your weakness, that you cannot accept or admit your mistakes. How can you break that? How can you break it every time it comes? Every time a problem comes, every time a fight comes, don't answer back and don't fight back. Just humbly say, if you know that that you made a mistake and that or you said something wrong or you misunderstood or you did assume that words were spoken wrong or mistaken or for your own convenience, so you will not say, I'm sorry. God is fixing fixing us up, brothers and sisters. There's a rapture. Is at hand. God wants us to put the flesh where it belongs. God wants you to put an end to that flesh of yours. Do not let your flesh dominate you. You tell the flesh no. I'm just, I just found one sample. It could be, there are many, many, many samples because we're so many people on earth. So we all have a weakness. And then, but let's say when the problem comes and you're facing that again and the test comes, let's say you have conquered that. Let's say that you have overcome that. And all of a sudden, you're saying, I am really sorry. I don't even know why I said that. I'm really sorry. I don't know. I don't know what happened. I don't know. I don't know why I said that. That was wrong. That was wrong, and I'm not going to do that again. And I, and I recognize that I didn't make that mistake. I am really sorry. Whoa. Thank God. Recognizing and admitting something, it takes humility. And so that can be easy for some people. It could be easy for some other people. Oh, that is so easy. You know, it's so easy. I can say that's not a problem for me. I can say... I am sorry. I'm sorry. I, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't mean to say that, or I said it. I, I'm really sorry. I don't know what was I thinking. You know, that is really, really easy for me, sister. Yes, it's very easy for me too. <laughs> very easy for me to say I'm sorry. 
I I remember one time that we were going to Chicago and um I think we were going to the museum. Uh and then uh we were taking a taxi because we took the train. And and then this uh um the taxi, we were stopping a taxi, right? And and then we went in the taxi, and taxi had, I believe, six chairs. And I went in, uh, my kids, um, we all, all of us, and I didn't lower the chair down. Um, I figured, hey, I'm just going to sit over here by the end, of, not in the middle, but all the way towards the end. Because I, I I was I was letting other people sit um, and be able to come easier, you know, into the car. And then my son Isaac goes. Everyone is sitting down, and he goes, "Mom," he says, "Do you know that there are two more chairs in the back?" And we were all scooching. I'm like, "Oh, yeah." There were two more chairs in the back, Mom. The only thing you needed to do was to fold that chair. Fold the chair before everyone came in. You fold those chairs, and you could have sat all the way in the back. Or you could have just let other people go. So we will not have to be here all tight, tied up. And I immediately said to my son, oh, wow, you're right. I'm really sorry, Mio. I wasn't thinking. My goodness. I'm sorry, Mio. I messed up, but I, I, I don't know why. I just went into the car and I sat down, and I didn't realize that. I, I'm really sorry. And my and my son continued to, you know, tell me that. He continued to tell me that. It was like about five minutes, you know, because we were very tight. Said, Mom, oh my goodness, I can't, you know, was just so tight in here. You should have done that, okay, Miho? I'm sorry. I know. I am. I'm really sorry. I I I I I don't know why I did it. I'm sorry. Again, that is very easy. It's very easy for me, and it could be very easy for anyone here who's listening. But my weakness is something else. But only God knows. I won't tell you what my weakness is. It's something else. And that weakness is hard for me to conquer. It's it's hard for me to overcome it. But I have to ask God for help in that area. And he is, and he does help me. Other people might be so difficult to, to admit and accept your mistakes or admit or accept that you, you did something that, you know, not right. Everyone has a weakness, and we have to we have to overcome it. Galatians five sixteen. But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. So walking with the Spirit, Hallelujah. We let the Holy Spirit of God, hallelujah, guide us. And we let the Holy Spirit to help us. 
And we have to walk by the Spirit. Walking by the Spirit means you have to put all those desires of the flesh on denial. You don't want it. Every time it comes to attack your weakness, or it could be not even your weakness, it could be something else, every type or kind of a thing, you say no. That is walking, hallelujah, by the Spirit. You can be walking, hallelujah, by the Spirit in everywhere, everywhere. You can walk by the Spirit everywhere you are, and it's, it's not going to make you fall. Because you have made, hallelujah, the Spirit is stronger than the flesh. You follow? Praise God. Praise the Lord. But I say walk by the Spirit, says the word God, in Galatians 5.16, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. You're not going to desires what the flesh wants because it makes you feel uncomfortable. Because when you are with God and with the Holy Spirit and, and patience comes or, or the, the test comes, um, you, because you have walked by the Spirit and you are walking with the Spirit and you are doing, hallelujah, everything what God pleases, everything what, what you know, you're making, Hallelujah, God, happy, and please. It's going to be very easy for you to defeat the flesh if you have made your spirit stronger. Hallelujah. Galatians 5, 19, 21. Let's read everything about the flesh here. Now the works of the flesh, here are the works of the flesh, which we have read this in the Lord's Hour so many times, the evidence sexual immorality. You're not going to do that if you're walking by the Spirit. Impurity. You're not going to do this if you're walking by the Spirit. Sensuality. You're not going to do that if you walk, hallelujah, by the Spirit. Idolatry. Sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, all these things are the flesh, see? All these things are in the flesh. Fits of anger. The uh, the sanctions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like this. And now this is dangerous because God warns us. He says, I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not enter, will not inherit the kingdom of God. It's dangerous. It's very dangerous. God is telling us very clear, if you do those things, you will not enter into the kingdom of heaven. So we want to avoid all these things. And if you avoid all these things of Galatians 5, 19, uh, 21, all the works, 
let me say it more clear. If you avoid all the works of your flesh, then you are going to enter to heaven if you avoid every single thing that is written here, every work of the flesh. So this is all actually evil, and it makes you feel uncomfortable because if you're walking by the Spirit, you're not going to have the desire of, you know, the impurity, sensuality, you know, idolatry. Uh, you're not going to have those things, you know, anger, uh, divisions, envy, drunkenness. Of course not. If you are walking, hallelujah, by the Spirit, and you let the Holy Spirit of God lead you and guide you and help you, the Holy Spirit, it feels so uncomfortable with these things that cannot stand these things, and it can go. If you continue to practice this, it will leave because the Holy Spirit is holy. The Holy Spirit is holy. God is holy. You follow. The Holy Spirit is holy. The flesh is the temple. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. So we do need to be careful. We have to be careful. And we have to, hallelujah, stop doing these things. And your weakness. Because it's upsetting God. And it's also, hallelujah, upsetting the Holy Spirit. If you want to inherit the kingdom of God, you must avoid all these works of the flesh. Yes, because God is holy. A person that has sexual immorality Okay, how can God allow this to happen in heaven? Of course not, because God is holy or idolatry. The word of God tells us not to worship idols. See, God is a God of justice. And that is why there's first heaven, there's second heaven, there's there's third heaven, and there are also the valleys and... and uh, and there's also hell. So where are you putting the flesh right now? What is your flesh doing? Is your flesh doing sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry? Strife, jealousy, or anger, or dissensions, divisions, envy. Are you practicing all these things? Again, I'm not here to judge you. I'm just reading the word of God. So be careful. If you are practicing these things, 
you're not pleasing God. If you're practicing the works of the flesh, you're not going to inherit the kingdom of God. The word of God tells us very clear in Galatians 5, 19 through 21, very clear. Who cannot understand this is so, so well explained. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. So when the problem comes, or when the temptation comes, and pray to God that you are not, that you will not be tempted. Amen. But when your weakness is going through the test, you have to overcome it. Jesus, hallelujah, overcome the flesh. Jesus did never sin. He didn't sin. He overcame the flesh and nailed the flesh on the cross. It was nailed on the cross. And he was with no sin because he paid for our sins. So we have to think and take things serious because God, hallelujah, is at hand and he's coming for his people. He's coming for his people and he's coming, hallelujah, for those that are walking by the spirit in righteousness in holiness. The word God tells us, be holy because I am holy. But if not, don't worry. Because God, hallelujah, God forgives us. And if you are going, and if you are doing all these things, all you need to do is to repent and give your life to Jesus. And say, Lord, I'm sorry. I am doing this thing. Don't be embarrassed. Because God, hallelujah, Jesus gave, hallelujah, his life. Praise your name for you and me. Praise your name, Jesus. Hallelujah, God is good. God is good. Hallelujah. And you say, Jesus, watch my sins away. Forgive my sins, Lord. Forgive me, Lord. I repent from all type and kind of a sin that I have committed, that I have done and I have committed against you. I'm really sorry, Lord. Please forgive me. I repent and write my name in the book of life. And if stop doing these things, walk away from these things, start having a relationship with the Lord Jesus. And Jesus, hallelujah, will accept you as a son or daughter. Praise your name, Jesus. 
And the Lord is so merciful that he, hallelujah, will write your name in the book of life. Jesus forgives, gave his life for you and me on that cross. He forgave us. He forgave us our, our sins when we repent and have a relationship with the Lord Jesus. And ask, hallelujah, Jesus, to help you. And when you give your life to Jesus, the Holy Spirit comes and lives within you, and the Holy Spirit will help you and guide you and will help you. Hallelujah. With uh, righteousness, with holiness, and to stay away from sin. Your weakness could be anger. Your weakness could be division, you know, or gossiper. That you like to gossip. It could be drunkenness. It could be orgies. Your weakness could be um, not accepting your mistakes, your uh, your error. You know, your weakness could be sexually moral, immorality. Your weakness can be impurity. Only you know and God knows. And I don't want to know. I'm reading the word God and I'm just letting you know. And, And warning you, stop. Hallelujah, doing this this works of the flesh because it will take you to, it will take anyone that will not repent to help and that is the dangerous thing because God does not want you to go to hell he wants you to inherit the kingdom of God that is why Jesus died for you to make it, for you to inherit the kingdom of God. Your sins already have been paid. Jesus did it for you. But all you need to do now is have a relationship with the Lord and stop sinning and stop doing the works of the flesh. But walk by the Spirit now. But walk by the Spirit and start pleasing God. Amen. No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to men. First Corinthians ten thirteen. God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation he will also provide a way of escape that you may be able to endure it. So pray that you will not fall into temptation because this can happen. And when the temptation comes, it's going to come with your weakness, not with what you think you're strong. It's, it's, it's going to come with your weakness, with who, what you are. Let's say you like to steal, and you are at that moment in a place that it would be easier to steal. Very easy. Oh, nobody's watching. There's no cameras. There's nothing. Oh, here it is. I, I can do my move right now. Nobody's watching. Yeah, nobody's watching. God is watching you. Hello? God is always watching. 
Nobody will escape on the judgment day. Nobody. So friends or brothers that are listening, we have to take this serious. So if your weakness, let's say, is stealing, you have to break that. You will have to say no, flesh, uh-uh, no. I'm not giving you what you want, no. And right there you have defeated. You have defeated the flesh right there. Because that is your weakness. You see, I'm just giving you an example. Weakness could be gasping, talking about anything or anyone. And then when that comes, you stop. No, I'm not going to talk. I'm not going to talk bad about someone. No. No flesh. You stop that. That's not right. That is not good, and it's not good for me. You have to dom- you have dominated the flesh in that area. And that is what we need to do every time our weakness comes. But what happens is that when the weakness, your weakness comes, Okay, and if we don't know how to overcome that, it's going to get us, and it's going to be very difficult to break that, and it's going to be very difficult to, to, for you to, to stop making the same and the same sin. And why do we need to be careful? Look what it says right here in uh, Hebrews 10, 10, 10, 10, uh, I believe it was 29, it's Twenty-six, ten, twenty-six. If we deliberately keep on sinning after we have received the knowledge of the truth, no sacrifice for sin is left, but only a fearful expectation of judgment and of raging fire that will consume the enemies of God. Hello, church. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. So now we know the truth because we have read the word of God. And we have heard it so many times. And we know that we can, we we need to stop on sinning, making the same mistake and the same sin all over again and all over again. And you say, I'm sorry, Lord, I repent. And all over again, I'm sorry, Lord, I repent. It won't happen again, Lord. I'm so sorry, Lord. Oh, I did it again. I am sorry, Lord. Be careful. All of us, we got to be careful. I'm speaking to myself, too. If we deliberately keep on sinning after we have received the knowledge of the truth, no sacrifice for sins is left. But only a fearful expectation of judgment and a raging fire that will consume the enemies of God. What does that mean? Hell. So works of the flesh is dangerous. Works of the flesh, you want to run and stay away from it. And when temptation, temptation comes your way, 
you have to overcome it. And when the test comes, you have to overcome it. And that's the battle within you. That's the battle. That's the battle, the battle that we have constantly. The enemy is astute. And he knows because he studies and he knows everyone's weakness. Cast with your weakness. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you in this area. Ask Jesus, hallelujah, to help you in this area. But also, you have to contribute to. You have to do it. So when you that weakness comes your way, you have to stop that. You have to over. Why? Because it is dangerous. You want to inherit the kingdom of God. And you have to stop that sinning. Whatever that weakness is, whatever works of the flesh it is, that only you and God knows, you have to stop that. Why? Because God is at hand. Hallelujah. God is coming. Hallelujah. For a righteousness and holiness. Hallelujah. Church. Because God is holy. And if you have problems with these areas, ask Jesus. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you. But I have asked, Sister Paula, I have asked, hallelujah, and I have asked God to help me in this area, but then I don't know why I keep on doing it. The Lord is still helping you, but it's you who have to stop doing it. No more excuses that God is not helping me or that I have asked God to help or for help. You don't see anything because you continually and continually are doing this. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die, Romans 8.13. This is serious. You will die. That means hell. But if by the Spirit you put to death, you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. Praise the living God. Praise your name, Jesus. Hallelujah. You see how God is speaking in his word? Live by the Spirit and put to death the deeds of the body, the deeds of this flesh, and you will live. If you have class division, put that division thing to death and don't practice that division anymore. I'm giving you samples. If you have a problem with envy, which is one of the flesh works, then you put to death and don't envy anymore. And every time it comes to you because you have let that envy be so big because you have let the flesh like that envy, 
put it to death. Put it to death. Don't practice that envy anymore. You cancel that envy. If you have put uh, 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 the the work of the flesh on drunkenness, cancel that. Defeat that. Say no more. You have to do it. But if you don't do it, when the soul and the spirit gets out of your body, where is it going to go? Where is it going to go? Exactly where you put the flesh. Everything that we're doing here on earth, okay, is going to, you know, it's going to uh, a future. It's going to go to a future. Your soul and your spirit is it's going to go. It's going to go to heaven or it's going to go to hell. It's going to go to the first heaven. It's going to go to second heaven. It's whatever you did on earth, however you did it, or to the valley. Oh, but God, why'd you put me here? Why'd you place me here? No, God, God didn't put you there. You put yourself there with, I mean, excuse me, based on what you were doing on earth. In other words, you did it to yourself. God wants all of us to inherit the kingdom of God. He wants no one to be to be perished. He wants nobody to go to hell. But he gives us a free will, and we choose where to go. So choose right and choose with wisdom and choose where you want to go. You want to go, hallelujah, into the kingdom of God. You were created to the kingdom of God. Don't listen to the enemy or don't listen to your flesh. Don't listen and don't obey the desires of the flesh because the flesh is death. If you put your mind on the flesh, remember the word God tells us is death. Put your mind on the spirit, which is life and peace. You will have also peace. You will have peace on earth if you put the mind on the spirit. But see, why are you not having peace? Because your mind, you have set your mind on the things of the flesh. Hello, church. Hallelujah. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. Romans 8, 13. Romans 8, 5. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on things of the Spirit. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise. Hallelujah. God. Romans 8, 7, for the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God, for it does not submit to God's law. 
Indeed, it cannot. Wow. So how do we defeat the flesh? Praying without ceasing. Fasting. The sister. I have prayed and I have fasted. And even if I come out of the out of the prayer and even out of the fasting, but I, I'm still struggling with this thing. I cannot overcome it. Yes, you are able to overcome it. Yes, you are. With the help of Jesus and the help of the Holy Spirit, and all you need to do is that when that temptation or that test comes your way, you need to just not do it. Nope. That is defeating the flesh. And yes, you are able to. Jesus was able to defeat the flesh, and Jesus, hallelujah, was in a human form. Yeah, no, don't say, oh, well, it was easy for him because he was God. Remember, he had a body just like us, too. We have no excuse to give to God on the day that we meet God. We cannot come with any excuse. We got to get right with God, and we have to please God, and we have to stop doing the works of the flesh here on earth. It is a struggle, yes, but we have to overcome it. And then you have been raised with Christ, Seek the things that are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things, hallelujah, set your minds on things that are above, not on the things that are on earth. So you have died and your life is, is hitting with Christ and God. When Christ, hallelujah, who is in your life appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and uh, idolatry. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Your name, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise your name, Jesus. Evil desires and, and cowardice, which is idolatry. Help me, Jesus. Help me to put to death the desires of my flesh. Let him know. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord, to overcome this flesh. Help me to overcome my weakness. Because when I'm weak, I'm strong. Yes, you are strong when you're weak. Because the spirit is stronger. And gives you, hallelujah, strength. Praise God. To defeat what is weak, what it doesn't please God. Lord, forgive me, Jesus. Help me in this area. Help me to overcome. And mention to the Lord what is your weakness. Mention to the Lord the works of your flesh, whatever 
God gives us here a lot of them. Whatever it is, give it to the Lord and say, Lord, I'm sorry. Help me. Help me, Lord. I want to make it to the kingdom of God. Please help me, Jesus. Help me to put to death and mention what is, what, 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 what you're struggling with. Mention it to the Lord what you're struggling with. And say, Lord, Jesus and Holy Spirit, help me in this area, please. Break this area in my life. Hallelujah. I don't want it. I want to stop sinning. I don't want to sin no more. Hallelujah. Help me overcome this, Lord Jesus, in Jesus' name. For we do not wrestle against the, against the flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over, the, over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Lord, protect me. Say, Lord, cover me with your holy blood. Holy Spirit, discharge my protection. Protect me from the enemy. Protect me, Lord Jesus. Cancel the enemy's plans in my life, with my, in my kids, with my kids' life, my family, my friends, everything that you love. You say, Lord Jesus, hallelujah. Father God, in Jesus' name, I pray that you will cancel the enemy plans over my life and my and my family life. Thank you, Jesus. And send angels to back me up, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Be sovereign mind and be watchful. Your adversaries of devil prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. Say, Lord, protect me. Protect me from Satan, from my enemy. Lord, do not let the enemy touch my family. Protect us, Lord. Have mercy on us and forgive us. Forgive us for our sins, Lord, and help us. Help us, Lord Jesus, to stay away from sin, to run away from sin. And when my weakness comes, Lord, I want to overcome it. And I'm sorry, Lord, and help me, Lord Jesus. Help me, Lord. Matthew 26, 41, watch and pray that you may not enter that you may not enter into temptation. Pray and say, Lord, I pray that you, I will not enter into temptation. In Jesus' name, Father God, I pray. Oh, holy God. Oh. Oh, God, I pray that I will not enter into temptation. In Jesus' name, I pray. Matthew twenty six forty one. that's what the Word God tells us. The Spirit is in the... The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Lord, make my spirit stronger, Lord. Make my spirit. I pray for my spirit to be stronger than the flesh. I pray, Father God, in Jesus' name, that you will make my spirit stronger than the flesh so I can defeat the flesh. Father God, in Jesus' name, I pray. Hallelujah. Praise God. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Galatians 5.24. Those who belong to Jesus Christ have crucified the flesh. You have crucified the flesh because you want nothing to do 
with the flesh because you know that it's not right. You feel bad and sad when things like when things of the flesh comes to you, you reject it because you feel uncomfortable. You don't want to practice that. You don't want to do that no more. You you have you have put the, the passions and the desires away because it's it's a sin. Is and when it's a sin, it makes you feel bad. It makes you feel uncomfortable. It makes you feel like ill. You know, you say ill, no. It makes you um, goes about it. It makes you feel that it makes you feel unclean. And so that is why stay away from that. You stay away from the flesh. But besides the flesh and the works of the flesh, you stay away from that because it makes you feel uncomfortable. And when that is making you feel uncomfortable, it's the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit, hallelujah, does not like the desires of the flesh because it's holy and the Holy Spirit, hallelujah, gets happy when you defeat the flesh, when you walk by the Spirit and you say no to sin. Galatians 5.24, and those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Romans 6.16, do you not know that if you present yourself to anyone as obedient slaves, you are slaves of the one whom you obey, either of sin, which leads to death, or of obedience, which leads righteousness? Say, Father God, help me to obey you. Help me and lead me to righteousness. Lead me to righteousness and holiness, Father God. In Jesus' name I pray. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, who was Jesus Christ. And we have seen his glory. We have seen his glory and we're seeing it every day. Hallelujah. Glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. He is, hallelujah. He's full of glory and grace and truth comes always out of his mouth because he's truth. Hallelujah. There's no lie. There's no lie in his mouth, but just truth and grace. Hallelujah. And peace. Glory be the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. For the desires of the flesh are against the spirit, Galatians 5, 17. And the desires of the spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. So remember that the desires of the flesh are against the spirit. And the desires of the flesh are against God. The desires of the flesh is dangerous because it can take your soul to hell. The desires of the flesh, you have to stop it. You have to overcome it. 
praise your name, Jesus. You have to put that place where that flesh where it belongs. And you have to make that flesh life. Hallelujah. What the spirit life. Flee from sexual immorality. Every other every other sin and person commits is outside the body, but the sexually immoral person sins against his own body. Corinthians six eighteen. So crucify, crucify that flesh, because Jesus, Hallelujah, did it. Galatians two twenty. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer. So when you crucify that flesh, that means you put to death the desires of the flesh. You have put to death your weakness. You have put to death every works of the sires of the flesh. You have put an end. You have put to death your flesh. You have crucified that flesh because you want to make it to the kingdom of God. And we have to do it every day. Every day something happens. Every day something comes. But remember, I have crucified with Christ as the word of God in Galatians 2.20. And it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me with the help of Jesus and the Holy Spirit would be easier. And the life I know that I now live in the flesh, I, I now live in the flesh. I live by, this, by the faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Hallelujah. Praise God. So put to death the desires of your flesh and put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. But put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to gratify its desires. Romans thirteen fourteen. John 3, 6. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is the spirit. Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, impurity, passion, evil desire. Hallelujah. Overcome the flesh. But I say, walk by the spirit, and you will not. Gratify the desires of the flesh. Galatians 5.16. Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you. Put to death your weakness. Put to death sexual immorality. Put to death impurity. Put to death passions. Put to death evil desire. Put to death idolatry. Put to death adulteries. Adultery. Put to death fornication. Put to death is stealing. Put to death killing. Put to death pride. Put to death 
all the works of the flesh, and you will inherit the kingdom of heaven. Romans 8, 7, for the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God, for it does not submit to God's law, indeed it cannot be careful. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with the passions and desires. But I discipline my body and keep it under control. There you go. We have to keep this body under control. We have to keep the flesh under control. Praise your name, Jesus! First Corinthians 9.27. Smile that God loves you. But I discipline my body and keep it under control. Lest, after preaching to others, I myself should be disqualified. But to set the mind on the flesh is death. But to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. Romans 8, verse 6, and Galatians 2, 20. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who live in me. And the life I know live in the flesh. I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. For the desires of the flesh are against the spirit, and the desires of the spirit are against the flesh. For those are opposed to each other. They're opposed to each other. They're opposed to each each other, hallelujah, to keep you from doing the things you want to do, to keep you from doing what you have to, that you have to please God, and to keep you, hallelujah, from heaven. Do not be confirmed to the world. Don't be confirmed to this world, but hallelujah, since the word of God, be transformed by the renewal of your mind. That by testing you may you may discern, hallelujah, what is the will of God, what is good and accept, acceptable and perfect. Say, Lord, hallelujah, let your will be done in my life, Lord. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. Don't live according to the flesh because you will die. That means hell. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live, says the word of God in Romans 8, verse 13. So put to death, put to death the deeds of the body, put to death your weakness, put to death all the works of the flesh, and you will live. For I know that nothing good dwells in me that is in my flesh, for I have the desires to do what is right, but not the ability to carry it out. Romans 7, verse 18. If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Hallelujah. And let's put the Lord Jesus Christ in our lives and make no provision for the flesh to gratify the desires, but walk by instead, walk by the Spirit, and those who are in the flesh cannot please God. Remember, that's what the Word of God tells us, and it tells us in Romans verse 8. So let's please God, and let's put this flesh to death. Can all, we, can, we can do everything. We can do all things with Christ. Everything is possible with God. What is impossible for you? You know that weakness, that the size of the flesh that you have, it's not impossible. God makes it always possible. Hallelujah. 
And Peter said to them, repent and be baptized, everyone who is, hallelujah, of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Oh, Lord. Say, I repent, Lord. I repent, Jesus. Forgive my sins, my Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We have to live by the Spirit. Hallelujah. We have to live by the Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. We have to walk also by the Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. God is good. God is good. Thank you, Jesus. Praise your name, Lord. Praise your name, Jesus. We have to stay, hallelujah, close. We have to stay close and seek God and seek God, my brothers and sisters, because the world is about to be collapsed. Things are going to start happening. And it will shape the world. The world is about to be in a war. And the economy collapse is going to happen. We are seeing what is happening, my brothers and sisters. Israel has been attacked from Gaza, Syria, and a lot and a lot of other threats. Look at how the world is. Taiwan has been they have people they have Chinese people already around them. And Taiwan is trying to protect themselves with it. My brothers and sisters, we have to understand that we are at the border of a mega conflict military. I spoke about the flesh and see the world is dying also. That's why we gotta seek the Lord. We gotta stay right with God. We are so close to a mega conflict the world to something different, to a worse condition, my brothers and sisters. The world is about to be collapsed. Get ready and be right with God. I want you to know that this is the moment of of most serious of humankind. We are at the border of the end of the days. Many things that could happen this year. The economy collapsed, USA, war, besides Russia and Ukraine, like Israel, Iran, China, and Taiwan, or North Korea, or South Korea. We don't know. That's why we've got to stay right with God. These are the conflicts that we can say it doesn't exist. This is reality. It's reality that they're here. We have to understand and be responsible to let others know about Jesus. 
and about the rapture that it will take place, soon will take place, my brothers and sisters, the church is responsible to warn and tell others. Time is running out. Time is running out, church. Hallelujah. We have to we have to endure. And we have to, hallelujah, encourage one another. We have to pray for you, and you pray for all of us too. Pray for Israel. Israel is responding to Syria attacks, and that is happening. It's happening recently. In Taiwan with China, some other people don't even realize, my brothers and sisters, and know what is happening. Not really. People are just working, you know, living their routine life, working and going to work, coming home, spend time with their family, and do the same thing every day. We are in difficult moments. If we go, if we go back and see, hallelujah, the word of God, the story of Saul, how he went to witchcraft. Witchcraft back then, my brothers and sisters, was viewed, it, it was viewed a horrible thing. It was it was always hitting in darkness because it was not welcome and it was not accepted. This was done during soul times. Remember when Saul consulted with a witch since that time, time the enemy has been operating in darkness and hitting on the ground, underground places where nobody knows, places where people don't go, always hitting and in darkness, right? Because it was not you okay. It was not accepted. Well, people now... It has ended. Now, witchcraft and, and, and Satanism appearing with all freedom in the days, in the daylight. They go to schools, and now it's operating like any other type of religion. And they're operating in so many different ways, my brothers and sisters. They're not afraid anymore to show their parades now. Brazil just had a parade. And they were worshiping Satan. They were showing even Satan. These people are not afraid of showing anymore. Satanism is not even afraid of showing anymore. Those things they were hitting before, and now they're showing. It's so easy to show now. And so we as the Christians, we have to take this serious. Hallelujah. And you know what? The enemy is not seeing the church strong as it used to be. Of course, we have had in the past. That's why when this virus came, you know, there were so many churches closed. God has closed some churches because some of them were, were false teaching. Some of them were just talking about prosperity and prosperity and just and just lying to the people. And for so many other reasons, 
because of those reasons, division came and became. And the spirit, the, 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 the spirituality of the, of the church came down. False teaching and so many other things. And so because since the church has been less strong and feeling falling for many years, a spiritually crisis have fallen into spiritually crisis and the enemy is moving fast my brothers and sisters the new world order is coming because God is at hand everything is getting ready for the tribulation everything is setting up for the new system that's why these things are happening and they should take us to think how are we functioning as Christians? How strong is our relationship with God? And how are we doing as spiritually? This is a reflection for us. We have to be the light in the middle of the darkness, my brothers and sisters. We as a church, hallelujah, we have to warn others. We have to tell others. We have seen a spiritually crisis that we have. We have never thought that we will see it. Church, hallelujah. We have to have a relationship with God, to seek God before it's too late. And may God help us because the new world order will take place. Tribulation will take place. And the beast system will take place. My brothers and sisters, some countries are signing contracts already with China. Unfortunately, Honduras, my country, already signed a contract with China. And other countries, they probably have done the same thing, being biggest for me, my brothers and sisters, and taking place before our eyes. And it's moving really fast. And Trump has warned in his platform, third world, third world war is getting closer every time. When this occurred, my brothers and sisters, hallelujah, then that's when the calamity is going to come. That's when the hunger is going to come and more plagues are going to come, more viruses are going to come, and many other things will happen. Think about it. It is obvious that all these things can occur in a war. Get ready, church. Jesus is coming for his church. Get right with God and stay ready. Hallelujah. Have your lamps on. Be ready. Have those lamps on. Prepare for his coming and stay alert. Prepare, hallelujah, for what is coming next. My brothers and sisters, God is good and he's protecting us. But we have to see and be aware about what is happening. And you have to, hallelujah, to put those desires of that flesh to death and stay right with God. Because you want to be right with God 
and God is coming, hallelujah, for his righteousness church and holiness church, hallelujah. May God bless you, my brothers and sisters, and thank you for listening to the Lord's hour. May God bless you abundantly. And remember, the king is coming back. Stay rapture ready. May God bless you, my brothers and sisters. Shalom, shalom until next time. Hallelujah. Praise the living God. Thank you, Jesus. All the glory and the honor to you, Jesus. All the glory and the honor to you, Holy Spirit. All the glory and the honor to you. Hallelujah, Father God. And and praise be the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And thank you so much, Lord, for speaking to us tonight. To you be the glory, Lord Jesus. Thank you so much for being here and being with me, Lord, and all of us. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you because you're always protecting us and help us, Lord. Help us to stay ready, rapture ready. All of us, everyone who's listening here, Lord. Protect everyone, Lord Jesus. Everyone who's listening. And I pray, Father God, in Jesus' name, that we all will have a a very good, hallelujah, relationship with Jesus, hallelujah, and seeking God like no ever. Hallelujah, because difficult times are coming, and because you're worthy to be praised, and Lord Jesus, hallelujah, protect us, Lord, for what is coming, Lord, and and everything else, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise be the name of the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Shalom, shalom, my brothers and sisters. God bless you, and stay, hallelujah, alert, and keep looking up. Because the king is coming back. Hallelujah. Praise your name, Jesus. Hallelujah. May God bless you, my brothers and sisters. Shalom, shalom.